Hello and welcome to Board Stupid, the podcast that loves talking tabletop board games, D&D and other awesome stuff. I'm Wayne. I'm Simon. I'm Eric. I'm Tom. More guests, they've come back, we didn't scare them off. So welcome Eric and Tom back to the podcast. It's nice and close by, fortunately for me. So Yeah, it's down the road it's really. Thank you for you for chaining me into your basement. No problem. <laughs> how, how are you enjoying the fish heads, I throw? Oh, it's great, you know, um, it has a lot of uh, flavour to it. Yeah, lots yeah. of iron, mm. yeah, good content. <laughs> Omega oils, good for your, good for your bones. Uh, we're just a few nerds talking about the things we love that are worth geeking out over. So, Simon, are you ready? I'm ready. Eric, are you ready? Ready as always. Tom, are you ready? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. If you guys are ready, let's dive into this week's episode. week's episode we're going to be discussing our top five dungeons and dragons battlefield control spells myself eric simon and tom have created our top five lists in secret we haven't seen each other's lists and we're going to be discussing the merits of these spells and why we think they are the most effective battlefield control spells uh, in this edition of D&D at least. So before we crack on into our top five lists as tom is new to the D&D uh, podcast Tom, give us a bit of your background for D&D. When and how did you get into the hobby? I've been playing D&D on and off since uh, I was about 12, so over 20 years ago. I didn't play a huge amount of the old editions. That's like me, I guess, yeah. But I sort of dipped in and out of various different gaming systems. But I've always played little bit, you know, snippets of D&D throughout the years. Um, I played a lot of... 3.5 3.5 in particular, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm still slightly sad that stuff like concentration makes wizards a little bit more balanced in this edition. <laughs> Bloody uh, balance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, I played a huge amount of 4th edition, which is a totally different game altogether, yeah, so which you're, I really, really like. You're liked. possibly the only person I know that has got any real experience of 4th yeah. edition. Mm, yeah. It almost doesn't exist in most people's minds. No, no, so many people just skipped over it, and it's, it, it is, it's a totally different game, yeah. but it's got its own merits, and maybe we can talk about that one time. Another but, episode. Um, on, yeah. And then I've played a load of fifth edition since getting back into the hobby uh, about a year and a half or mm. so ago um, at the comic shop in Crawley with you guys. So I'm running a campaign. I've done a load of running of Adventurers League and yeah. playing in some Adventurers League. I've joined a couple of campaigns and yeah, it's uh, my calendar has been a lot fuller over the last <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, you, you definitely stepped up as one of the key figures in, uh, in D&D life at the comic shop. Yeah, so we all appreciate that. Absolutely. Okay, so we've all got our top five lists. Um, let's talk a little bit about the methodology behind this. So, Eric, starting with you, how did you create your list and what did you define as sort of battlefield control? Anything did you exclude? Yeah, so battlefield control, I specifically think of a way of managing where people are in terms of positioning, but also ways of uh, debuffing your enemies so that they're easier to clean up or deal with, or if you debuff them to a point where they can't do anything whilst your team focuses down other people in the group of enemies. So it's a way of being able to manage the combat easier 
because you have someone who's dealing with the outliers, for example. Yeah. Okay, well, that's probably fair. Simon, how about you? Uh, yeah, similar idea. So it's not necessarily stuff that automatically deals damage, mm. although a lot of these do, or some of the ones I have chosen do mm. deal damage. Um, but it very much shuts down and stops the activity of the opposing team. So if you know you've got you know a heavy frontline force coming at you and you can stop them getting to you or you fix them in place, that's battlefield control. If you've got a very you know one or two very powerful enemies that you're going to be facing, and you can do something to weaken them, dispose of them, or otherwise disable them before they join the combat, yeah. that's battlefield control. You don't nice. necessarily need to kill them yeah. to control them, and that's one of the really fun elements of this game, I think. Nice. How about you, Tom? Um, I did give a passing thought to buffs, but I actually mostly focused on screwing with the enemies because mm -hmm. that's always a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's most of the debuff style, uh, enemy control style spells that I think are the most effective mm -hmm. from a mostly mechanical standpoint. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but we'll go into some more detail. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I'm probably in line with uh, with all you guys, actually, as a matter of fact. So definitely I've focused on somewhere between movement and debuffing, mm -hmm. and also just sort of area control, So as well as more sort of general battlefield control. Can we dominate the areas of the battlefield a little bit? Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah, make make something of the terrain you're in yeah. that yeah. benefits you. and Not the enemy, yeah, yeah exactly. So that's sort of where I've, I've gone to. Did anyone rank them uh, this time? Ish, I've kind of yeah. ranked mine from five to one, but it's it's a loose ranking. I'll be honest with you. So um, they're all effective contextually. Yeah, sure. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of these fall into situational, but there's a lot of situations where they'll be beneficial. Mm, so I've not got ones. Uh, uh, yeah, wide, widely applicable. Yeah, yeah, widely applicable. Yeah, I've not got a specific order in mind. I've probably written down too many. But uh, anyone predicting any four-way or three-way crossovers? I reckon so. There's definitely. Yeah. Well, there's one that we discussed briefly before we started. <laughs> Oh, that's in my honourable mentions. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I think I, I think I can predict at least one three-way crossover, yeah. but I don't know about the rest. Um, mine, methodology-wise, again, coloured by my own experience, and I like Warlock specifically have a lot of good battlefield control stuff. So I've got, mm. drawn a lot from my Warlock experience, a couple from the cleric experience that I have. So. <laughs> Uh, and there's some some stuff in there that I think is is quite interesting. So yeah, surprise, surprise! Most of my spells are on the Bard spell list. Yeah, it's not correct, yeah. <laughs> wow. And wow. Uh, to, to, to Tom's dismay, <clears throat> I've used a lot of them against him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's start with number five. And Eric, let's go with you, and then round round the table. Cool so. beans. So number five for me would be hypnotic pattern. Oh. Second level enchantment spell. Yeah. Um, essentially, you're able to, in an area, um, cast a spell. It counts as a charm effect as well. Uh, so anyone within the area who fails a uh, wisdom saving throw are instantly incapacitated. And they physically cannot get out of it unless someone shakes them out of it or someone hits them so they make another save for it. Whilst they're incapacitated, all of their effects will be off. Yeah. Um, and essentially, you can just stop combat mm. in, in, in one go. And... Uh, what, it's happened. Yeah, a well, few times. what I what, <laughs> yeah. what I do because uh, in Adventurers League I have my uh, bard character Prashant, who's um, sort of a, a swami who goes around with his magic sitar, yeah. um, and just uh, wrecks wrecks the enemies because uh, with the bardic instrument all your charm effects uh, make enemies roll with disadvantage. Yeah, uh, and because hypnotic pattern is a charm effect, it gives all of them disadvantage. Mm. 
and you can essentially stop combat. I think you've literally stopped a cavalry charge. Yes, with it. Um, incredible. That's amazing. My whole the whole point of the character, like I was saying in the earlier um, session we did, was uh, all of my characters are built around a specific gimmick, and Brashant is literally like, how can I avoid or stop combat altogether? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's the epitome of Battlefield. Control, yeah, right? like, this <laughs> yeah. isn't even happening. This yeah. is yeah. not. No, just just not. Yeah. Just <laughs> no. That, this is actually our first crossover. Uh, Hypnotic mm. Pattern mm. is actually was uh, my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I love the fact that it totally just ends like an end yeah. combat. No follow up. No yeah. follow up. That's it is it. amazing. It's just, that's it. It mm. stops. It's only a third level mm-hmm. uh, spell. It has a range of 120 feet, which is vast. Yeah. It's a big area. A big area. And a minute is a long enough work time yeah. to get away with what you want. Every enemy in the area as well. It's not even a limited number. Yeah. No, it's it's great. It's a really fantastic spell. Great, great choice. I've kind, of, I've kind of got the Big Daddy version of that, if you will. <laughs> mm. It's this hallucinatory terrain. Oh, Ooh, that's a really good one. Which yeah. is a bit more situational. It does take 10 minutes to cast as a fourth level illusion spell. But if you know that something is coming, if there's an invading force, this allows you, at a range of 300 feet, to create a 150-foot cube of illusionary terrain. Yeah. Which you can use in... All methods are different things. So you could either make it look like it's impassable. Yeah. And therefore they won't even bother, potentially. Or you make it extremely hazardous in real life and then cover that shit up. Yeah. Make it look perfectly normal. Or as we've seen in one campaign, um, just make a, a, a gorge look like flat earth. Yeah. And they go piling into it. Piling <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, it's a very much a shut it down before it starts kind yeah. of deal. Right? Yeah, so but if you've got prep to prep in advance and get that, that spell yeah. off, that's a massive amount of control yeah. you can... Uh, or even hide your entire army. It hide where you like. Yeah. Get, get, your, get your line of war mages set up and then yeah. suddenly fireballs coming out of the forest. Like, oh, where's, where's that come yeah. from? Oh, there's not actually a forest here. <laughs> For sure, I think that, that, that spell can really come to life in those high-level campaigns. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. really like yeah. the high levels of the game. Yeah, really when, awesome. when you're kind of aligned with... A oh, faction yeah. within the the, the, uh, the geography, and go, awesome. actually, yeah. Rather than just six adventurers, we're going to be the elite team within the army now, and we're going to make this happen for you. Mm-hmm. So, good good choice. Fun. I like it, Tom. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go there. <laughs> go on. Slow, slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you got a crossover? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, yeah. Oh, mention. Okay, yeah. Slow. I I never gave a lot of credit to Slow until I reread it again not that long ago, mm. and it actually had some additional effects that I had forgotten about. So not only does it reduce enemies' move speed and AC, uh, making them easier to hit. It also uh, interrupts any of your enemies' nasty multi-attack abilities. Mm. They cannot use multi-attacks. It's amazing. It limits their ability to only use an action or a bonus action on their turn. They can't do both. And it also screws with spellcasters in a fantastic way, uh, basically giving them a 50-50 chance to have to delay their spells for a second turn. That's amazing. That is incredible. It's a super powerful spell. can hit up to six enemies at a time. Uh, they do get follow-up saves, which I'm a little bit sad about. But if you've got a decent sort of difficulty on your <laughs> saves, you yeah, if you're a high level really class, and then, so. a turn or two where you can lock down an enemy that's got nasty multi-attacks, yeah. or screw with an enemy spellcaster before they can get off any nasty spells. Yeah, if you get can make gain, gain cover away from finger of death or yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, all manner of things. My number five is darkness. Darkness, yeah, uh, sort of un- underestimated as a battlefield control, uh, both in both ways. And the way that I like to use darkness, or have done, 
is actually to cast it on myself with a character, a warlock that can see through darkness. Yeah. Yep. So you cast it on something that you have. Super good. You can hide it, so you can turn it on and off, have all of your characters follow you in basically an orb of, of nothingness. Uh, so all of enemy attacks against you have disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So you're controlling your the enemy that way. Yeah. You have advantage, they have disadvantage. Correct, so. uh, which is obscene. And then alternatively, tossing a big ball of darkness over the enemy uh, while you maneuver yourselves around them in such a way as to get uh, better mm -hmm. before, you, before you then drop the darkness and start attacking. So yeah, if you time it right, I suppose you could still launch your fireball into the area you knew they were. Correct. It's so, a big AOE. I think AOEs combined with darkness is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You can smash enemies up and they still can't see you. Um, I remember as my uh, monk character, the shadow monk, casting it to stop a potential fracas. There, there was tension heating between the guards and some of our party that split off. Yeah. And I thought, I really need this to not be a fight. Uh -huh. um, but not mechanically in the game. I could have, I could have chosen to warp ass, if I, but I didn't want the fight to happen as a yeah, character. Like, yeah. No, this isn't happening. And I just cast darkness, and everyone, yeah, was in utter darkness at that point, like. You all need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some of them's going off the edge of the cliff and yeah. I've got slow fall, so I don't care if it's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I was taking someone with me. So yeah, uh, nice. yeah I, I think darkness is amazing. It's a good okay. one. And I think, yeah, darkness combined with uh, a warlock that has devil sight yeah. or a shadow sorcerer that casts darkness with his um, sorcery points yeah. is super powerful. Okay, number four, Eric. Uh, number four for me will be uh, one after your own heart uh, here, Wayne. Uh, banishment. Uh, that's another crossover yeah. with me. Well, yeah, yeah, banishment that's, on that's my number two. Uh, uh, a three-way crossover. Yeah, yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. In our recent uh, fight in uh, Tom's campaign is running for us. Uh, we're fighting a band of uh, gnolls, hyenas, and some extremely big, scary, demon gnoll dude. Out of hell. Uh, yeah, some turn one, uh, uh, easy, our cleric played by Wayne, just banishes him. Yeah. <laughs> After he'd been buffed by yes. his friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom did a fantastic uh, job of selling the nastiness of this creature. Yeah. And then how just describes how it got... Uh, <laughs> what, to, to cast, yeah. Yeah. And in a while, I've been waiting to cast banishment. You, get, you gave it both haste and warding bond. Yeah, and yeah. and then uh, Easy went. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it really makes you feel powerful as you like manipulate the weave and you call upon your god to banish this creature back to the realm from whence it came. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a real harmless demi yeah, yeah, and it's like uh, it's great for getting rid of uh, major targets in combat, uh, and it's a charisma save which most monsters and creatures don't really have good charisma it's saves. It's kind of crappy, yeah. Particularly yeah. Nulls. Particularly yeah. Um, and yeah. also what's really good is uh, if a caster keeps concentration uh, on a creature from another plane, uh, I mean, yeah, for, for the banishment, if yeah. they keep it there and they're from a different plane, they stay there. They don't come back, yeah. which is crazy powerful. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're playing a campaign and the end game boss is from the Nine Hells, <laughs> say goodbye to the boss, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's a one-shot kill. Yeah. Um, no, I 100% agree. I, I had been waiting a long time. To <laughs> fight. I wasn't even mad. I rolled the save in the open and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it was true. Awesome. Yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, great, great choice. Okay, my next choice. I wasn't sure whether to put this on the list as Battlefield Control. I think it does in the sense that it massively changes the potential melee combat. Mm -hmm. oh, I think of it more melee than range, but it will absolutely work with range as well. Mm. It's Fairy Fire. Yeah. yeah. It's such a simple first level spell, but it's one that I come back to time and time again with as many characters as I can wangle having it. Generating advantage is <laughs> so always helpful. Yeah. Just yeah. painting a 20-foot square area and going, anyone who doesn't save is now at a dis... Well, 
not at his disadvantage, sure. has advantage against yeah. it when they're getting attacked. Yeah. Massive, massive game changer. Don't, it means you're hitting the, over uh, and over and over again. Don't undersell the ability to block invisibility as well. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, it's always useful. Honestly, one of the best first level spells. Very fire, yeah. absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, painting a, a group of people to to get advantage against, super powerful. And has in my in my eyes as well quite a, a flavorful kind of thematic style as well. The way you can kind of produce this and yeah. Have it, I mean, it, it literally gives you a range of colours in the book and yeah. as, as the edges of things being highlighted. So I quite like that. And I like changing it up per character and going, oh, no, this one's green, this mm. one. And, yeah, the way it kind of comes out. That's I a good enjoy shot. it. I like it. Nice. Okay. Number four, Tom. Uh, I'm going to go for hold person. Oh, oh, that's a good one. I mean, yeah. technically, you've got hold monster as well. Mm. But hold monster is three levels higher. Yeah, it's like fifth, fifth level, level, I believe. Um, if you're certainly if you're playing in a game where it has you have a lot of humanoid enemies, that was a, a close person is yeah. amazing. Almost put you on can list. <laughs> upcast that bad boy to hit basically all of the enemies that you need to. Yeah, and paralysis is a super strong debuff to put onto enemies, especially mm. if you've got a decent front line. If you've got a barbarian or a fighter or someone who can just run in, or a rogue who can take advantage of automatic crits. Yeah. It's it, you can you can wipe out some of those nasty enemies mm-hmm. almost instantly. I'm thinking um, of a combination of uh, hold person and a satin rogue oh God. and a grave cleric to paint the target for death. Vulnerability, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Oh, that's <laughs> just just one shot someone. <laughs> I have a blade singer wizard who is very close to being able to uh, get fifth level spells. Yeah. Uh, for Steel Wind Strike. Oh, yes. So you can do the real anime combo, (laughs) freeze a load of enemies, and then Steel Wind Strike, teleport between them all, hit them all, it's melee attacks, and they'll all be auto-crits. That's a great one, And it's 10... It's like 6d10? No, yes. No, it's uh, 5d10 normally, so it's 10d10 damage on the crit. Damn. That's outrageous. So up to five enemies. When it ends, it lets you teleport behind one of the enemies and you have to say, nothing personal, kid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so close. I can't wait. (laughs) So um, my number four, uh, I've been waiting, just dying to use, Mm. and I will, I will, uh, is Wall of Fire. (laughs) I've gone gone pure sort of area battlefield control with this one. Just making a frigging, was it a 60 foot wide wall of fire yeah, yeah in whatever sort yeah. of configuration that you want yeah you can make it into a ring into a ring of fire and it's just yeah just the whole thought of it is amazing just suddenly nope yeah here is a humongous wall and blocks line of sight yeah blocks line of sight is damaging only on one side yeah. the side that you pick which is really cool which is super awesome so again staying in a ring maybe you're in that sort of last stand situation and suddenly you're all back to back and then around you boom mm-hmm. raise this up and the enemies can't get through it and or they have to fight their way through it because they'll take a bunch of damage mm-hmm. it's yeah a super awesome I think it's a quintessential area of battlefield control yeah, like dividing the, the battlefield in two it's like one of those classic D&D spells yeah, yeah. it's really awesome like fire and brimstone exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah Tom just you wait <laughs> uh, need to give some more guys counter spells. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just for you've fought any real casters yet. So yeah, just those warlocks so far. Yeah, but okay, uh, number three. All right. Speaking of walls, I've gone back to a D and D classic. It's Force Cage. 
I yeah. don't know Force mm. Cave. It is it's a 7th level spell, so it's a bit on the yep. higher end. Yep. Um, and it really makes you feel like you are a high-level caster when you do it. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's a great choice because you can choose between having it as a clear box... Yep. So um, no, and nothing can pass through it, or you can have it as a cage uh, with holes inside of it. So, for example, it's great for cutting off uh, large foes if you're putting them in within a cage, and you can still sling um, range attacks at them, mm-hmm. uh, or you can just uh, wail on them, or you can trap casters in your clear box, and they can't cast spells through it. And because it's such a high-level spell, you physically can't get through it. You can attempt to teleport through it, but they have to beat your uh, wisdom save. In charisma. order, to, oh, charisma, charisma, charisma save. save. So it's, a, to, it's another tough save. Yeah, to get through it. Um, it's super durable as well. There's no concentration on it. Uh, again, yeah, it'd have to beat your DC. And uh, my favorite way to use it is you put it, uh, put a cage around an enemy, but you trap the barbarian in there as well, <laughs> <laughs> and just let him go to town. Nice. Yeah. I was going to suggest you can always do something like uh, sickening radiance with a force cage. Mm. Uh, it just it'll melt them. Or just force cage uh, and cloud kill. Yeah. It's insane. They literally cannot get out of it. Awesome. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Simon, number three. I'm going to throw out another first level spell here. Yes. Yeah. From this type of magic user, I've only played lower levels so mm-hmm. far. I um, found a lot of diversity with Greece. Oh, nice. I love Greece. Greece is great. Again, yeah. because mostly we are in the... You're the one that I want. You know, the, the, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, the self-titled dungeons of the Dungeons and Dragons, you tend to be in fairly narrow spaces. Mm. Uh, so again, it means that you can control the advance of an incoming horde. You can uh, benefit your escape. Yeah. Um, essentially forces a deck safe from anything that passes into or starts yeah. its turn in the space. I think technically it's not flammable, but no. often played as such. Yeah. So, oh, they fell over. Oh, I'm going to launch a fire, you know, it's, a firebolt at it's it. It's fantastic and if you it. if you take a look. Certainly, at some of the big, like the big scary monsters. A lot of them have quite low deck scores, and deck saves actually become one of the worst saves. Mm. So, uh, we played in a game with Pete not that long ago, where my blade singer did nothing but cast grease under the zombie tyra- uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, Amazing. What class is that? A huge monster or large? It's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. Now, given that it's only a ten foot square for Greece, I would probably still studied in it though. Sure, yeah. but I, I probably give advantage to the deck save on something that's bigger yeah. or technically bigger in space than. The grease. That being said, it still has to make one. Yeah, it, oh yeah, it's awesome. You know, it has it, a garbage it, shape, it, so. Its footprint <laughs> is bigger than the potential space. Mm-hmm. But at lower level, it's a first level spell. It's super really? helpful yeah, against. The... There's a, you know zombie hordes, whatever else coming down this tunnel. Bang, bang, yeah. yeah. And then you've got you know you set your fighter just on the edge and they twat yeah. them down as they <laughs> land on yeah. their ass. Yeah. You know you've yeah. got raining again. It's raining down blows with advantage. Yep. Because cool. they're, they're flawed enemies. Advantage yeah. A nice simple one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Tom, I, I'm going to do one that uh, I don't imagine anyone else has got. Uh, suggestion. Oh, that, was, that was up there. Yeah. Mass suggestion. That was one that was on the, on my short list. Just yeah. even even regular bog standard suggestion. Second level spell. Uh, so it does not have the charm keyword, which can be a bit of a double-edged sword, so it doesn't necessarily work with your bardic instruments, mm-hmm. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. But it also doesn't have the charm keyword, so people who are resistant or immune to charms... Uh, well, sorry. People who are resistant to charms get no resistance against it. 
people who are immune to charms are still immune to suggestion, but it's a specific clause. Yeah. Okay. Um, suggestion is really open-ended, and it doesn't have a lot of the downsides of the other charm spells. A lot of the other charm spells, people recognise that they have been charmed when it ends, but a suggestion has no such no. implications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can also be more or less anything that you want it to be, and it's more like a command than a charm spell where they were de- they're just made friendly to you. Yeah. So, you but it doesn't might have the restriction of command being a single word. Suggestion no. is. Yeah, you just could be a whole variable. sentence. Yeah. And it lasts a long time. It lasts up to eight hours. Uh, it doesn't necessarily work great in combat, but it could be useful. Mm, it's sure. mostly really good for out of combat situations. But in combat, you could say. That big scary guy who's at the back line, who's going to be a big problem in a minute. Yeah. I want you to run in the opposite direction for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to do it. Yeah. You're just embedding a little seed of chaos, yeah. just a little sentence into their brain, and then they have to just follow it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You don't need to make them hurt themselves. You can just tell them to do something embarrassing for eight yeah. hours. Yeah. And in yeah. best adventuring tradition, the party then doesn't care once it's not their problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number three is actually going to be my, my last unique one because I had a couple of crossovers yeah. with Banishment and Hypnotic Pattern. So for, I suppose, let's jump this one to number one. Anyway, so this is Black Tentacles. So going, I was expecting this one, yeah. Yeah, I, I bet you were. So this is in line with my sort of love of uh, Lovecraft and, and Eldritch style horror. Goes well with my character Frederick in the, in the home campaign, who is a great old one warlock, so Gulok. <laughs> and it's grease amplified, so it's floor control. Um, has a range of 90 feet and is a 20-foot square. Pretty big, affects everything within range, and essentially big, horrible, eldritch black tentacles come out of the ground and start grasping at all mm. of the enemies that are there, mm. who then have to make saves to uh, not be basically held in place. Restrained, by the way, yeah, which, which is really an good. awful condition. And not only are they restrained, they take bludgeoning damage. <laughs> so the tentacles are sort of whacking down on them and sort of wrapping them up. It's good. It's, it's good. It's, it's a brilliant mental image. Yeah. 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 Hard hard to try and not think of the weird Japanese Japanese animals. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. It's like but, uh, you open you open a portal to the astral sea, and exactly. whatever eldritch being is there is coming through. It is just yeah. It's horrendous. So restrained saves each turn to get out of it, and uh, free damage. I think it's a, it's a great one, and it's a nice nice fast one. It's super thematic as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one for me. Big fan. Cool. So my number two uh, yep. will be something all the way from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. It's Synaptic Static. I love that mm-hmm. spell. I was, <laughs> I was, you know what? I was thinking about whether or not I would have put it as battlefield control mm-hmm. because it's kind of like a, it's like a, I call it Mega Bane. Yeah. Um, but it, <laughs> you are, based on what we've talked about, it is 100% battlefield control. Yeah, because not only is it basically a psychic fireball. It's, that's it's exactly, psychic exactly fireball. the terminology I yeah. used the other day, psychic fireball. Yeah, yeah, and some obviously could argue, oh, but fireball is a third level spell and this is a fifth level spell. Like, But what they don't talk about is that after the enemies are... Uh, affected by it, and firstly, it's an intelligence save, which, which not a lot of enemies, enemies. Yeah, apart yeah. from like uh, like beholders or uh, mind, mind flayers and it's stuff like that. It's rare for a yeah, high yeah, intelligence yeah. save. Yeah, um, yeah, they fail the save, which yeah, which is likely. Um, and intelligence saves, they're just muddled, which means they're debilitating all their attack rolls, their ability checks, their concentration checks to hold on spells as well. Yeah. So you can mess up frontliners 
and you can mess up spellcasters at the same time, uh, which can help uh, a lot. A lot of uh, if your allies get into position, yeah. um, they're going to be missing their attacks, and obviously they get a save at the end of their turns. But it really, like, if you're the first person to go in combat, you're really set in the scene, um, yes. and also it makes you feel like Professor X as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, this is another one that my warlock has because it fits in with that whole thing, just yeah. messing with people's brains, and, yeah. and it's that's a great spell. Synaptic Static is super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys threw back-to-back fireballs and, and then a synaptic on static, literally one, one turn off the other. Just murking. They, they, you, those guys weren't feeling very well. No, yeah. they weren't. And then the D6s with their brains melting out of their nose at that point, just right. like... Yeah, really yeah. Was... yeah. In, in an Adventurers League uh, session we did with Tom, uh, I did Hypnotic Pattern, and then we had a giant who I was trying to convince him not to attack the people, and I was like, guess we're attacking now, Synaptic Stack. They're already <laughs> affected by Hypnotic Pattern, Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. they just get ricked. Oof. Yeah. Nice one. All right, I'm going back to literal battlefield control yeah. now, <laughs> yeah. um, in the sense of erupting Earth. Ooh. It's not one I've used, but I really like the sound of it. <laughs> Uh, 120 foot range, it's a third level uh, spell, transmutation, as you'd imagine, affecting Earth. Um, affect a 20 foot cube of Earth and stone. Um, a fountain is churned from the Earth. Each creature in the area must make a deck save and takes 3d12 bludgeoning damage, yeah. um, which then becomes uh, difficult terrain for them to pass as well. So not only does it do some damage, but it means that they'll have a much slower approach to you again if you're on that big face-off. Yeah. Or even if you want to chuck it somewhere at the back and disrupt concentration on the wizard who's mm-hmm. got some nasty spell going on, mm-hmm. um, you can throw it out there and if the enemies are grouped nicely together, boom, just suddenly <laughs> utterly disrupt this floor underneath them, yeah. knock them on their ass, make it hard for them to get up, make it hard for them to move and do potentially up to 36 damage as well, which is very nice. nice to be shied away from. Not right. bad at all. No. Yeah. Tom? Uh, I'm going to go similar to Eric's Force Cage, uh, Wall of Force. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, so Wall of Force is another one of these uh, spells which doesn't have any save attached to it. Um, so you can put it wherever you like, similar to Wall of Fire. You can sort of string it out across a room or in a zigzag pattern, or you can build a wall around the party. Or you can turn it into a little hemispherical dome and you can plop it over the top of someone or a group of someone who you don't want to fight. Yeah. And you say, you don't get a save. You guys are cut off from the combat. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and the only thing that can get rid of it is uh, disintegration. Yep. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yep, same as Force Cage. You cannot get rid of it. Nothing can go through it. So Can't good. teleport through it either. No. <laughs> no. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good shout. Nice and simple, just completely splits any enemies up into bite-sized groups. Yeah. There's a really stupid ninth level version of that, Prismatic Wall. Oh, yes. yeah. Where it's it's just insane. I mean, there's, I'm reading through the... Uh, well, it's not even a stat well, block. It's, 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 it's randomised effects. Yeah, yeah, many many paragraphs, but essentially seven layers, uh, Prismatic, so you've got red, orange, yeah. yellow, etc., each one has a different effect in damage. Also, That's needs crazy. a different thing to get rid of it. So wow. you have to do like cold damage to a certain Seven layer, layers. fire damage to yeah. a certain yeah. layer. That's insanely. Um, it's like a ninth level spell. Or? It's a ninth level spell. Yeah. So yeah, it's like the it's the big boom, but yeah. again can be shaped in a dome, so you can yeah. protect yourself within it, shoot out of it. But anything trying to get in will essentially. M- commit suicide by trying to physically push themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. in can't teleport in I don't think you've got a, or at least there's a very high save to get in it's there nice it's, level, man. It's, it's 
utterly mad. So I've got some a specific honourable mention, but I will, I will not mention it yet. Let's go through the number ones sure. for, for, for you guys that have mm-hmm. got one left, and then I'll we'll go, go from there. So Eric. Yeah, no worries. So this spell, uh, near and dear to my heart, it's one of my favourite spells in Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. uh, is Confusion. Oh, it's a great yeah. spell. Yeah. yeah, great battlefield control. Yeah, so not only is it super useful in combat, it's a super fun spell to use, uh-huh. um, especially if you're playing, like again, like a trickster kind of character. It really... Uh, sows that kind of chaos into the battlefield because you're essentially uh, forcing your enemies and the DM to leave the actions up to a roll of a dice. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, you're able to break up, break, like break up all the enemy tactics and stuff like that, formations, make them waste turns or randomly hit their own allies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I said before, when you're playing those kind of uh, characters, it really makes you feel like, oh, my magic is affecting their minds and they're just absolute chaos. They have no control of what they're doing. No, they're just confused it. and bamboozled. No, it's a great shout. Mm. Confusion is great. Yeah, and if you can hit multiple people yep. with it, then, yeah, that's, that's going to be awesome. Okay, Simon. I'm kind of torn now between one spell that I have used a reasonable amount and one that's new to me but I really like the sound of. Well, what was the, what was the one on the list? <laughs> the number one? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'd have made a list. <laughs> I'm going to put out Moonbeam. Oh, Moonbeam's oh, really oh, good. Yeah. I like okay. Moonbeam. It might not be as obvious as some of the others, but I've found it massively massively changes the way in which the enemies behave yeah. once it's on the battlefield. It's a persistent uh, one-minute concentration. It's a five-foot radius cylinder of light, which does radiant damage uh, the moment a creature enters or begins its turn in there. Okay, it's not the most powerful spell in there. It's 2d10, and it's a second-level spell. But rather crucially, if you're fighting things such as the undead, vampires and so on that are susceptible, or shape changers, um, they will all have even more adverse effects. So if you can manage to block off a corridor, um, set your own uh, players within it defensively, if they can withstand, uh, massively changes the way an enemy might choose to attack, which I think is one of the crucial elements of battlefield control. Nice. Tom, I'm gonna go. One. I'm gonna go back to area denial mm-hmm. yeah. uh, with a little extra something, something. A little bit of spice. Uh, sickening yeah. radiance. Oh, sickening yeah. radiance. <laughs> so sickening radiance is a large area spell that you can stick down on the field, and um, it does a little bit of damage to anyone who fails a Constitution save. Although it tends to be the one that a lot of enemies have as a decent save. It's a massive area that blocks up a whole area of the battlefield that enemies are then not going to want to go back into. Because every time they go inside it, or they uh, start their turn, or end their turn there, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, they will take, um, they will, if they fail their save, they will take damage, and they will also suffer a level of exhaustion. Oh. And Ooh. exhaustion is a fast track to horrible, horrible effects and death. Yeah, yeah. that's naughty. It doesn't matter how tough your enemy is, if they fail six con saves in this area, they are dead. Just death. That's yeah. That's uh, plus a load of other nasty, debilitating effects from exhaustion along the way. It likes. The, I can't remember if that was the one where it stops invisibility or you're able to see people. Uh, it also lights people up, but yes. that's sort of a just a. That's a little a plus. Yeah. As the deathly radiation <laughs> <laughs> emits from their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. There you go. Very nice. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I will promote. I guess one of my. Almost, because yeah. I, I friggin' love this spell, and it's another one that, that Frederick has access to. Um, and that is Enemies Abound. Oh, yeah. Enemies Abound is friggin' phenomenal. It's a mm-hmm. third level spell. Uh, it 
big range, 120 feet. And again, it's an intelligent saving throw. So, and what it essentially does is it causes your target to not be able to distinguish or lose the ability to distinguish between friend and foe. Yeah. So you pick the biggest, nastiest boss thing in a big group of uh, its sort of minions and creatures, <laughs> cast it on that and watch it wreak havoc yeah. <laughs> on everything around it. And there's some there's some battlefield control for you. Yeah. Uh, you have your enemy doing your control uh, on your behalf. Which I just quite like as a principle. You've caused this thing to go yeah, nuts. Just berserking the troll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, causing it to go absolutely apeshit. Awesome. One of my favourite spells in the game. It's super flavourful mm. and, and a fun one and pretty useful. Yeah, one that one of my honourable mentions and one that a lot of people overlook is plant growth. Yeah. As opposed to spike yeah. growth, which is concentration and yeah. again, it's difficult terrain. Uh, plant growth makes it basically you have quarter movement instead of half movement. Yeah, damn. Super difficult. And it's not concentration, yeah. so you can stack it with uh, you could stack it with spike growth. Yeah. So uh, you have plant growth, and you can sh- designate where it doesn't affect as well, so you can move it around your allies and stuff like that. And then you could add uh, spike growth on top to make it difficult terrain. Which they're also taking damage from. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fucking That's shit! That's ridiculous. And they yeah. just can't move yeah. because they have <laughs> to. They, every one foot, they have to spend five feet to move. And then have the warlock toss in some tentacles. Yeah, there you Why go. Not? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Um, the one I was, I mean, Aaron, because I've not used it yet. Um, it's one from Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. Ah, yes. And it's Gravity Sinkhole. That Ooh, is fresh. Yeah. Oh, a fourth level evocation spell, range of 120 feet. You've created 20 foot radius sphere. Everything that fails a con save within that is pulled towards its center, suffering 5d10 damage. Ooh. So it's a crushing singularity where you just go, oh, they're getting a bit close. I'm going to put it just behind them. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Yeah. And you snap everything in. I'm There's a, a lot I'm, of push effects in the game. There's not many pull effects. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. cool. Um, I'm a big Borderlands fan, and the Singularity Grenade is one of my yeah. favourites in that. <laughs> yeah. you just get, you're getting a bit mobbed, and you go, if I can get this behind them, it just drags everything back from you. That's and brilliant. I think that is amazing. I love that idea of just going, no, you all need to go somewhere. And it can be off the floor as well. So if yeah. you put it 10 feet, 20 feet in the air, everything is sucked off the ground. And then gets dropped for some more That's damage. Really awesome, yeah. um, on the gravity theme as well, I was tempted to put in reverse gravity. Oh, Again, oh, I've, shoom, I've not yeah. used it, but the idea of just going shooting things that entire air. area, yeah, up is now down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go up a hundred feet, you turn it off, and they just fall to their death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so slam them, slam them into the ceiling for that damage, and then turn it off and let them yeah, drop. Yeah, that's awesome, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Any honourable mentions? I've, I've got a couple of weird things I wanted to mention for honourable <laughs> oh, yeah. mentions that are not spells. Oh. Okay. Okay. So first one is something that I don't think I've seen many people ever use. Um, the Battle Masters uh, manoeuvres. One of their options is um, the ability to give other characters uh, attacks. Yes, uh, like commanding, commanding strike. strike. And, yeah, yeah. So there's maneuver. a maneuvering strike and there's a commanding That's strike. It, yeah, the commanding strike, strike in particular is an opportunity for you to, um, well, maneuvering strike lets you move people around, but commanding strike lets you give your, say, party rogue extra attacks on their turn, yeah. which may have any other sort of carrier effects that they have from their attacks as well. And I think that sort of control, the ability to... Um, sort of almost, you know, puppet your own party to, yeah. to get extra attacks is a really big deal as well. And in the same sort of vein, the 
uh, order domain cleric has something similar. Whenever they cast a spell that targets one of their allies that's first level or above, that ally or one of those allies that's been affected by the spell can spend their, I believe they spend their reaction mm-hmm. to move. And they can move when you when you give them uh, a spell. Nice. So yeah. you can cast a healing word on someone and then they can reposition. Similar nice. to similar to the glamour um, bard. The glamour yeah. bard, yeah. So I just wanted to mention those things because there's there's a bunch of other non spell style battlefield yeah. control effects that yeah, that are well, also really useful. On that note, I can't fail to mention the monk's stunning strike. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in, in an impeccable battlefield control. Love effect. it. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of different stuff in the I, game. I, ad- else I adore that. I try not to spam it because the ruling's kind of a bit vague on it potentially. Uh, in that you could force it every time you you make a oh, successful yeah, attack. Yeah. So if your extra attack and flurry of blows, yeah, like, you bam, just bam, keep bam, bam, like, stunning stun, strike, stun, 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 stunning yeah. strike, stunning strike, until, until it, it hits. Until it lands. Yeah. I tend not to do that. I kind of like to think of my focus being: I need this one to be mm. the one that yeah. works. Everything. Oh shit! It didn't work. Well, I'll just keep hitting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, the thing is, obviously, you're using resources to pay for it, so yeah, you will right. run yourself out of resources. Yeah, pretty quickly. that is the other yeah. thing. But yeah. it's it's a nice little carrier that you can throw on after you know you've landed the hit. Yes. Yeah. Having it. Uh, yeah, you don't need to commit to it until you know you've hit. Yes, yeah. like a lot of the battle master manoeuvres, it's the same yeah. sort of thing. You decide when you know that you've hit if you want to use it. Yeah. So you never waste it. Yeah. But they might make the save. Yeah, and I think that works quite well with the kind of key power of monk who's mm-hmm. going. Oh, I've made the impact. I will now flow energy through yeah. my impact and try and affect them and lock them up. Yeah, like you're hitting the pressure points and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's a lot of tactics out there. So if you're not familiar with some of them, yeah, have a look, see if you can fit them in your game, see if you can work out ways of messing the flow up. Of yeah. Yeah. A well-placed battlefield control effect, as Eric was saying, can basically completely shut down a combat. Yeah, you either yeah. negate it entirely or you fight your fight. Or make yeah. it much easier. I'm still yeah. I'm still lamenting my poor Noel <laughs> who is He's chilling sure. out in an alternate dimension waiting for you guys to line up in a row to beat on him. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Or prepare horrendous attacks. Yeah. Be, be the bane of your DM and cast bane. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Board Stupid. Subscribe to us for updates and to get future episodes of the show delivered directly to your ear holes via your favourite podcast service. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stupidboardnerds. That's B-O-A-R-D. Uh, and at our home, anchor.fm slash boardstupid, B-O-A-R-D. If you like our content, do us a massive favour. Give us a five-star review wherever you can review us and share the links to our episodes to your friends on social media. If you've got any feedback, comments, or questions, stick it in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. What are your favourite battlefield control spells? What do you do to anger your DM to make the flights <laughs> very easy and swing them in your favour? Uh, let us know what you think and let us know why we're wrong if we are and what are your favourite ones. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you again real soon. Eric and Tom, thank you again for coming. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I cast silence. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>